0: Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk to you about songs of praise. Songs of praise and worship are very important in the worship of the Lord. Now I'm talking about in our daily lives. They help us to remember scriptures and they encourage us and they strengthen our faith. Again, if we're having a bad day... Christian music and songs that remind us of the Word of God and remind us that the Lord is with us and it reminds us of how powerful God is. These are very helpful and strengthening and encouraging things. And it's worth noting that the Lord asks us to do this, you know, praise Him in song and in music. And this is something that also helps us in our life. So it has... A dual purpose: we are praising and singing praises to God. It is also helpful to us to encourage us and to remind us of what His Word says, and to remind us of how great our Lord is. Now, Psalms, the book of Psalms in the Bible, they are hymns or songs set to music. They're songs of praise and of the wisdom of God, and there's a there's a large variety of songs in the Psalms. They, they serve a number of different purposes to, to remind us to repent and, and to remind us of how great God is and to remind us that the Lord is all-knowing and to remind us that we should be humble and we should be going to the Lord for guidance and, and, and to repent of our wrongdoing, right? So the, there's a number of different varieties or types of Psalms. Now, the Bible itself actually contains quite a few references, besides even just the Psalms, though I'm going to use some Psalms in this. Um, But it has quite a few references to song and music, and it's in praise and worship of God, and also to help us as human beings in this life. So let's look at Psalm 101, verse 1. I will sing of mercy and justice to you, O Lord I will sing praises." If we look at 2nd Kings, chapter 3, verse 15, "...but now bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon him." In this instance, God used music to give prophecy to Elisha. 1st Samuel, chapter 16, verse 23, And so it was whenever the spirit from God was upon Saul that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well and the distressing spirit would depart from him. Here music was used to refresh and calm to alleviate the distress Saul felt. We can use the same practice today. God's word in song is powerful and can help settle our minds and our hearts. If we look at 1 Chronicles chapter 25 verses 1 through 8, moreover, David and the captains of the army separated for the service some of the sons of Asaph, of Heman, and of Jeduthun, who should prophesy with harps, stringed instruments, and cymbals. And the number of the skilled men performing their service was of the sons of Asaph, Zachar, Joseph, Nathaniah, and Asharilah. The sons of Asaph were under the direction of Asaph, who prophesied according to the order of the king. Of Jeduthun, the sons of Jeduthun, Gedaliah, Zeri, Jeshiah, Shimei, Hashabiah, and Mattathiah. Six, under the direction of their father Jeduthun, who prophesied with a harp to give thanks and to praise the Lord. Of Hammon, the sons of Hammon, Bukiah, Madaniah, Uziel, Shebuel, Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hananiah, Eliathah, Gedalti, Romanthe Ezer, Josh Bekeshaw, Malothi, Hothir, and Mahaziath. Okay, forgive me for murdering those names. I do apologize. I'm just trying to do the best I can. All these were the sons of Haman, the king's seer, in the words of God, to exalt his horn for God gave Heman fourteen sons and three daughters. All these were under the direction of their father for the music in the house of the Lord, with cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps for the service of the house of God. Asaph, Jeduthun, and Heman were under the authority of the king. So the number of them with their brethren who were instructed in the songs of the Lord all who were skillful, was 288. And they cast lots for their duty, the small as well as the great, the teacher with the student. So notice the phrasing in verse 1, who should prophesy with harps, stringed instruments, and cymbals. So they were using this music in God's work, in his worship. Notice, that they were using all different instruments, like an orchestra, to play for God. And what was the purpose? Well, if you see verse 3, they prophesied with a harp to give thanks and to praise the Lord. And verse 6 plainly states this is a part of worship in the house of God. Then verse 8, they allowed the small as well as the great to participate. Notice also it says the student and the teacher, recognizing that not everyone has the same skill level, but some are learning and growing. It's like everything else in life. God was inclusive, or is inclusive, of everyone. When we first become a Christian, even if we're not very good at being a Christian, which We're not. When we first start out, we're not. You know, when we start something new, we're not very good at it. That's just the way life is. The first time I picked up a bowling ball, I was terrible. And I'm still terrible. But I was much worse then. And that's true of baseball. It's it's true of everything in life. The first time we do something, we're going to be pretty bad at it. And then we're going to learn. We're going to learn the rules. We're going to learn how things are. We're going to improve. Same with a musical instrument the first time you pick up a horn or a guitar you're going to be pretty bad at it you're not just going to pick it up and play like one of the greats that's not the way it works so god recognizes that and we should also then if we look at second chronicles chapter 29 verses 25 to 28 and he stationed the levites in the house of the lord with cymbals with stringed instruments, and with harps, according to the commandment of David, of Gad the king's seer, and of Nathan the prophet, for thus was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. Now notice it was according to these men, but thus was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. The Levites stood with the instruments of David, and the priest with the trumpets. Then Hezekiah commanded them to offer the burnt offering on the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord also began, with the trumpets and with the instruments of David, king of Israel. So all the assembly worshipped. The singers sang and the trumpeters sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. So I believe the most important part of this scripture is at the end of verse 25, which I was trying to emphasize, for thus was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. There's really no clearer statement from God that music and song are desired in the worship of him. Notice the different instruments, again, being used from stringed instruments, to voice, to trumpets, to cymbals, All of these were being used in the worship of God. So I've heard a lot of different things over the years about this, and and I just want to point these things out. These are all biblical, these are all in the Bible, these are all given by God. So there are some further examples of song and music and praise and celebration of the Lord. Now I want to look at some of these. If we look at Psalm, 68, verses 24 and 25. They have seen your procession, O God, the procession of my God, my King, into the sanctuary. The singers went before, the players on instruments followed after. Among them were the maidens playing timbrels. If we look at First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 16. Then David spoke to the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers accompanied by instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps, and cymbals, by raising the voice with resounding joy. Again, looking at 1 Chronicles chapter 15, few verses down, verse 28, Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting, and with the sound of the horn, with trumpets and with cymbals, making music with stringed instruments and harps. And then a final verse as an example here along this same line. If we look at, it's actually verses, if we look at Psalm 98, verses 4 through 6. This is a short Psalm, anyway, from my memory, uh, from my remembrance, but these verses really, really show it. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of a psalm, or song as we would say, with trumpets and the sound of a horn. Shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. So this is a psalm of song or praise to the Lord for his salvation and his judgment, and it's a clear command to worship the Lord with music and song. Now, Christian music, in worshiping God in our daily lives, is a valuable tool. Whether your assembly uses musical instruments or not, it, it doesn't really matter. I'm talking about more of in your daily life. Now, some assemblies do use Christian music, and they use instruments. And we really do not have the authority to, to condemn that, even though I know some do. But even singing a cappella is a form of music, and it is a wonderful way to connect to the Lord and His Word. It can teach and remind us of things in God's Word. It's way more important that we have Christian music than secular music. If we were going to condemn some form of music, secular music should be on the chopping block. But not all of that is bad either. There is some okay or good secular music. Maybe not a lot. I know there's definitely a lot of very immoral secular music. But now I've gone through this and and pointed this out and spoke about this mainly for one reason. Some, Some Christians have been deceived into believing that Christian music is somehow wrong and sinful. And If you think it's wrong and sinful for you and you don't want to engage in that, I understand that, as Paul says in in some of his letters, that is your choice and that's okay. The problem comes in when we condemn other Christians. First of all, before we condemn other Christians for Christian music, and that's what I'm talking about, uh, some people have a very negative uh, opinion of having music or a musical instrument in their worship service. But before we condemn other Christians for that, we need to take a very hard look at ourselves. You know, in this case, when we're talking about music and instrumentation, what music do we listen to? What, um, you know, are we playing an instrument? Are we playing songs? You know, do does all of this glorify God? We're told to do all in the name of Christ and for the glory of God. Is our choice of music doing that? And is our choice of, you know, instrument playing, what music we're playing, is that doing that? And second, we can't really condemn others for doing what is plainly stated in the Bible. Following good biblical examples provided by the Lord and commanded by the Lord himself is not something we have the authority to condemn. When people talk about authority, sometimes they talk about weird things. But I I look at this and I say, how can we condemn others for that? We do not have the authority for that. That would be like me being a vegetarian condemning you for eating meat or vice versa. It's not something I have the authority to do. We must do as we feel in our own hearts. If there are verses in the Bible that show God has changed and that He has commanded us to no longer use instruments, then we need those verses to be presented. I, I have not seen any such verse. I've never seen God contradict Himself in the Bible. I'm not saying there's never been you know, a change for for some reason or another, because there are changes over time that have occurred, but I don't see this. And usually, the change is really with us. You know, we're told that the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, or forever. Um, so the change has really been with our covenant. And the changes have been for us and with us. And finally, I would like to also point out that Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 through 10, we see music played on harps and a song sung to the Lord. And this is in God's throne room in heaven. And he's speaking of Jesus, the Lamb, being worthy to open the scroll. We look at Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 through 10, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures with the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. This is done in heaven, where God is in front of God. And it just reminds us that Christian music is a very valuable tool to us that helps strengthen our faith. It reminds us of God's word, and can teach us things from the Bible. I would encourage you to not let deception Take this from you. We know where deception comes from. Instead, use Christian music as it should be. Use it to improve your walk with the Lord, to remind you of God and the Lord. I listen to Christian music every day because it helps strengthen my faith. It helps remind me of who I should be. I'm still not perfect, and I guess I will never be, but it does help a lot. And sometimes I think that's what some people need, is they need a way to help focus their mind on the Lord and to think about what the Bible says. And Christian music is one way to do that. And even more importantly, we should not condemn others. We just do not have the authority to condemn others for Christian music. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.